0: Hey, this is Stu with Bitcoin and Financial Independence. And today I'm going to talk about the launch of the Bitcoin spot ETFs that happened yesterday. They first started trading on January 11th. That was Thursday. I'm recording this around lunchtime on Friday, the 12th. And it was a big day. There was about $4.6 billion of volume. So a lot of interest, a lot of trading back and forth. And we're going to talk about what this means and a few interesting things that happened throughout the day. But just know that this is not financial advice. I am not a registered financial advisor or anything like that. This is for entertainment and informational purposes only. So if you do have questions, you should consult a financial advisor, but uh, a lot of them honestly are completely ignorant of Bitcoin. I can post a few resources if you're looking for a Bitcoin familiar and friendly financial advisor. And if you have interest in any of these spot ETFs, that would be a better choice for you to talk to. But anyway, it was a big day. Now, it is my opinion that if you want Bitcoin... You know, Bitcoin does not need the SEC approval. You can go buy it on Swan, River, Strike, Fold, Cash App. There's a lot of great places that you can buy Bitcoin with no management fees, with potentially lower spreads. Then you can self-custody your Bitcoin yourself and you don't have to buy it in an ETF. But if you are not comfortable doing that, I guess that's one of the appeals of the Spot Bitcoin ETF. The only problem is that you can't redeem it for Bitcoin. You can't control it. They control it. So. There are risks associated with this. Uh, We're going to talk about those as well. But first, let's just talk about fees. When you own an ETF, you're paying a financial company to own the assets for you. So a Bitcoin ETF issuer is going to buy Bitcoin on your behalf and they're going to hold it or have a custodian hold it for you on their behalf. So let's just talk about the fees though because you will not see all the price appreciation that you would expect because these fees over time are going to eat into any gains that you see. Grayscale has the highest fees at 1.5%, and it looks like the next highest is going to be Hashdex, which has a 0.94% fee. Um, some of the other higher ones is Valkyrie is 08 Invesco is 059 Wisdom WisdomTree is 05 And now this is where I consider things to get cheap and a lot better of a deal. Uh, Franklin Templeton is offering 0.29%. And Van Eck is 0.25, Ark Invest 0.21, Fidelity 0.39, and BlackRock 0.25. Even during the application process and the refilings of documents, these fees actually kept getting pressed lower uh, by some of the issuers in a bid to get more users. Now let's talk about custodian. Most of these spot Bitcoin ETF issuers, they're going to hold your Bitcoin with a custodian, and most of them are going to be with Coinbase. So Grayscale, Arc, BlackRock, Bitwise, WisdomTree, Invesco slash Galaxy, Valkyrie, and GlobalX, and Franklin Templeton, they're all custodying their Bitcoin with Coinbase. And then the outliers would be hashtags we don't know. Van Eck is going to use Gemini. And then Fidelity has built an in house custody product. So if it was me, And if you are the type of person that doesn't want to own normal Bitcoin, that is too scary for you, you don't want to buy it on an exchange and then self custody it at some point, Um, or maybe all your money's tied up in IRAs or an HSA and your 401k, and, and this is an option for you, but you want exposure somewhere, I guess my top three, based on custodian and based on the fees that you pay, these would be my top three. Number one would be Fidelity. They've got a little bit higher fees than the other two in my top three. But they have their own in-house self-custody solution. They've been mining since 2014. So they're deep into the Bitcoin space and they have produced a lot of quality educational content uh, like their research report called Bitcoin First. Um, You can learn a lot about Bitcoin. More than 99% of people just by reading this Bitcoin First report. So that's Fidelity. My number one choice would be FBTC is their ticker. Bitwise, B-I-T-B is my second choice. They have relatively low fees. They have their custody at Coinbase. I hate Coinbase because they list a lot of scam coins and they are anti-Bitcoin. But what is their dreaming quality for this ETF is that they donate 10% of the fees that they collect to Bitcoin core developers and the Human Rights Foundation. So they kind of get the deeper vision of Bitcoin and they want to help. You know, Bitcoin's open source software, there are developers that do little bug fixes here and there and that consider Bitcoin improvement protocols that sometimes get accepted and well actually pretty slowly get accepted over time some of them and a lot get rejected but I think they really catch the vision I think that's admirable what they're planning to do with 10% of their fees and Vanek would be my third choice with their ticker HODL that's HODL it stands for hold on for dear life they have low fees their custodian is Gemini and they will donate 5% of their fees to open source Bitcoin core developers. So again, they're deep in the space. They catch the vision. Those are my top three. Fidelity, Bitwise, and Vanek. That said, I also like Kathy Wood with her ARK Invest ARKB spot ETF. Um, and it's also hard to go wrong with, with Vanguard. But the hard thing with this is that a lot of these ETF issuers, they have the same custodian at Coinbase. Coinbase is a huge honeypot. They own a lot of Bitcoin. On behalf of clients that do not withdraw to self custody, and now they're holding a bunch of spot ETFs. So if they ever get hacked, there's not really a recourse to get that Bitcoin back, and that would kind of blow up those spot ETFs that custody there. I'm not sure if they mix it all up between all the spot ETFs. I doubt it, but you just don't know. Um, it's a honeypot, and so Gemini also is a honeypot, and that's where Vanek will be keeping their Bitcoin. But it's a lot smaller of a honeypot than Coinbase, and then Fidelity again. We don't know exactly if they're doing cold storage, how they're, what their security's like, but I I tend to trust them because they've gone so deep in the space. So those are my top three. But I mentioned the volume that we got, but what is more important than the volume is the net inflows, and that's how much money was just buying and ended up at the end of day one, there was 625.8 million. Bitwise got the most inflows, followed by, looks like, Fidelity and then BlackRock. Now, Grayscale had... million of outflow because of their high fees, but they already had 600,000 Bitcoins. So everyone else is playing catch up to Grayscale and Grayscale is basically trying to milk it and whoever stays is just going to get ripped off on fees. So if you own Grayscale, it would be pretty smart to move to one of the lower fee ETFs, in my opinion. All right. And one of the biggest, strangest controversies on the day was that Vanguard would not allow you to buy Bitcoin spot ETFs And what they said is, quote, high volatility runs counter to our goals of helping investors. Okay, But they offer and they will let you buy Bitcoin mining stocks, which have higher volatility than Bitcoin. They also are a huge institutional holder of MicroStrategy, which owns 189,000 Bitcoins, and they have a 9% stake of MicroStrategy. They own 9% of the outstanding shares. This is very hypocritical, very confusing. They are a top holder of Riot platforms that mines Bitcoin. They are a top holder of Marathon Digital, and they are also a big BlackRock shareholder. So it's it's very strange that they will not let you buy the Bitcoin spot ETFs. Also in that group, I mean, Vanguard is the big one, but Morgan Stanley, Citi, Merrill Lynch, which is owned by Bank of America, Edward Jones, and UBS will not let clients trade Bitcoin spot ETFs. So again, I find that kind of interesting. I also have an IRA with M1 Finance, and I couldn't find any of the Spot Bitcoin ETF tickers yesterday. But I did find, I think they have like four or five of them today. So I was glad to see that they at least allowed some of them. I'm not sure why they allowed some and not others. But uh, again, there was a lot of people calling Vanguard Client Services, asking for permission to buy Spot Bitcoin ETFs, and then basically telling people that they're closing their accounts. I personally got rid of the Vanguard S&P 500 ETF in my IRA, and I switched it over to the BlackRock S&P 500 ETF. And then my wife still has an IRA. We're going to transfer hers over to Fidelity. So Vanguard is going to see quite a few uh, loss of customers, I think. What's really ironic is the definition of the word Vanguard. It means a group of people leading the way in new developments or ideas. So It appears that they should maybe rebrand themselves to Laggard because they are definitely going to fall behind in this. And I think at some point they'll probably have to capitulate. But who knows, they are a huge investment house. But I just find it ironic that they own $560 million worth of mining stocks as of July 10th, 2023. $560 million worth of mining stocks that they own, but they will not let their clients access it. I think this is very backwards. They also used to let you buy the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust that was their precursor to the ETF that converted over. Um, but they will not let you buy it now. They will only let you sell the Grayscale thing. So I think that's where a lot of people are like, okay, well, I'm going to sell the Grayscale one because the fees, and then I'm going to buy the Fidelity or the BlackRock or whichever other one, the Bitwise one, the Vanek one. Uh, but then they found out they couldn't. So they were just stuck not owning any Bitcoin spot ETF. And then if they do want to, they then have to transfer their IRAs And find a different investment house. So again, kind of crazy. And I'm going to read this Vanguard statement. They say, spot Bitcoin ETFs will not be available for purchase on the Vanguard platform. Our perspective is that these products do not align with our offer focused on asset classes such as equities, bonds, and cash, which Vanguard views as the building blocks of a well-balanced long-term investment portfolio. We also had uh, Elizabeth Warren sounding off saying that the SEC is wrong on policy of Bitcoin ETF decision. Gary Gensler went on the news saying Bitcoin is a highly speculative asset used for money laundering. And according to James Lavish, the public fear machine right now is at full throttle. Meanwhile, the BlackRock CEO, Larry Fink, he says, quote, You want to talk about money laundering? Distributed ledgers eliminate all corruption. That's what he says on national TV. He also said on national TV today, quote, It is no different than what gold represented over thousands of years. Bitcoin is an asset class that protects you. And unlike gold, where we can manufacture new gold we're almost at the ceiling of the amount of Bitcoin that can be created. So again, he's starting to get it. He's done his homework. You know, they talk about money laundering and Bitcoin. But then again, you have media and even Gensler saying that Bitcoin is used for criminals. You know, there is uh, cocaine has been found on 90% of physical United States or Canada bills. So in my wallet right now, there's cocaine on my dollars because it's on 95% of all the money. And it's also really funny because Elizabeth Warren's post that she put out saying that the SEC is wrong on this policy, she actually got what's known as community noted where readers added context. And it said that the SEC acted in accordance to new circumstances brought up by the judge in Grayscale Investments, LLC versus the SEC. This is admitted by SEC chair, Gary Gensler. They give a source. But yeah, basically... The Supreme Court ruled that this was a legal product, so it's really interesting that she is voting for something that the justice system determined to be lawful, and she's saying that it is unlawful. Anyway, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes over the course of the next couple of weeks, uh, over this weekend even, because Monday is a bank holiday, exchanges will be closed, at least the traditional exchanges, of obviously not Bitcoin exchanges, Bitcoin is 24-7, traded around the clock every day, and never goes down. So. It's going to be interesting to see how things open up on Tuesday and just throughout the first month. I know when the gold ETF got approved back in 2003, it really did nothing for about a month. And we've had a Bitcoin pullback. Uh, But then gold proceeded to go on a big tear for about eight years. And it's going to be interesting to see how that works. We also have the halving coming in less than 100 days in April. The amount of Bitcoin that is produced on a daily basis will be cut in half. And that's going to be interesting to see. Also, one last thing I wanted to note. Uh, Seems like a lot of the Bitcoin mining stocks that I mentioned, like Marathon and Riot and Iris Energy, CleanSpark, etc. Some of these other ways that people use to get indirect exposure to Bitcoin price. You know, Bitcoin miners do not track Bitcoin price like a spot ETF. But when Bitcoin goes up, a lot of them, I mean, they are producing a lot of Bitcoin. They hold a lot of Bitcoin on the balance sheet. So when Bitcoin goes up, they tend to go up and sometimes even more than Bitcoin. A lot of the miners actually outperformed Bitcoin in the last year. Uh, so it appears that they are sinking even worse than Bitcoin on this little, what, 4 to 6% downturn. And they are getting double-digit downturns. It appears that some of the holders of these Bitcoin mining stocks and even MicroStrategy shareholders are divesting out of those and buying spot ETFs as well. So they're getting out of the indirect exposure to Bitcoin and getting into the direct exposure to the spot ETF. So just as a reminder, don't FOMO into this. I think you should own some Bitcoin yourself, even if it's not much, even if it's just 1% of a Bitcoin, which goes for about $440 right now. I think that's a great start. Uh, I have links in the show notes of ways you can get that money. But if you do have a lot of money tied up in an HSA or a Roth IRA, those would be the ideal place to buy a spot Bitcoin ETF. If you have a traditional IRA, you want to be careful because those can create tax bombs. I can go into more detail on that on another day. But if you want to, I will also link in the show notes some of these Bitcoin familiar and friendly financial advisors. And with that, remember that financial independence is doable, and I will be back with you soon.